Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stargirl Podcast. This is Lissy, and I'm here with Angie. Hi. And yes, hi. Uh, today, we are going to talk about Wildcat, and we're going to talk a little bit about the news that, well, not much, but the little news. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, yes. Um, and we're going to start by complaining about how little news there are. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's always great when you begin a podcast by complaining profusely, but guys, we're not getting a lot of news. Uh, we got a pic of Breck in her Stargirl costume with creator Jeff Johns. That was pretty exciting, right? It was fun because of what it means to him the character of Stargirl and what we know and we've discussed this before and he looked excited and just we haven't seen much so at this point we get excited about anything I know and I think like that's the most likes we've gotten on our Twitter for something so thank y'all for coming out for that picture (laughs) and I think that means you were all excited about it too because we're all like please give us something just anything we're just so desperate for any behind the scenes stuff like uh Yvette Monreal was doing wire training that we saw on like an Instagram story so we know that she's at least begun her stunt training so I mean that's cool progress slowly yeah we we would like to see more I mean I know that actors aren't like it's not their job to show us what's happening behind the scenes. And sometimes they can't. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes they sign contracts that specifically say what they can or cannot show from what's going on behind the scenes. But I would like to see more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, it's not Avengers Endgame level of secrecy. You can show me something. <laughs> I know. Because, like, it's kind of funny that now that Endgame is over, we're getting, like, all of the videos and pictures that the cast took, but they just, like, knew they couldn't post anything until afterwards. So it'll be funny if, like, after the end of the first Stargirl season, we just get flooded with content to where, like, we don't even know what to podcast about because we just have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to Stargirl content. But right now, we are just scraping at anything. (laughs) We are... So hungry for news. For anything. We'll we'll dissect a, a picture for like ten minutes since we have nothing. I know. Exactly. And and the thing is, I just I imagine myself in the position the actors are in and like I would mm-hmm. take twenty million pictures. Even if they don't let me post them, I would take like if I put on that costume, oh mm-hmm. you bet I'd be doing like a photo shoot, even if it's just me and like selfies. I, oh, yeah, definitely. And I would, like, pull my co-stars along with me, like, let's take a selfie of the squad. Like, it would, yeah, there would be so many pictures. Every so they angle. probably exist. Yes. The question is if we'll see them. I know. And, and that's, like, literally all the news we have. That's all we have. Sorry. I don't, we, we have nothing else. <laughs> no more updates. <laughs> no. Uh, so that's part of our complaining. I mean, we want to be here talking about Stargirl, but a lot of what this podcast has been about for now has been us speculating about things. And mm-hmm. we realize we might be wrong about a lot because we just not don't have a lot to go on. Exactly. And, you know, Lizzie and I, we're smart. 
So if you give us things, we can say smart things. Yeah. We just don't have anything to base any our spec any of our speculation off of. Yeah. That's the problem. So yeah, we could like we promise when we have stuff, we'll sound even smarter. Mhm. Yeah. Oh yeah, you haven't even begun to hear how smart we are. <laughs> I can't even say that without laughing. <laughs> But today we're going to have fun, I think, because we're going to talk Wildcat, and I know he's one of our favorites. Both of us agree on this. Totally. And, I mean, I I don't know why. He seems a more divisive character than I ever expected him to be. Yeah. Do you find that, or is that just me? Because I've, I've when I went searching, I was like, I thought everyone mm-hmm. loved Wildcat, and it seems like not everyone does. I kind of, when it came to Wildcat, I kind of isolated myself in the comics. Like, I wasn't, like, all into the fandom. Like, I just kind of stayed to myself with it. So I think that's why I haven't really heard about the divisiveness. So actually, this would be interesting for you to tell me about it. I mean, it's just, um, um, every time you have a character, I feel, that started in the comics, 60, 70, 80 years ago, there are things you can criticize because, Mm -hmm. I mean, the way people thought and the things that were acceptable 80 years ago are not really flying today. Yeah. So that part... That's fair. Yes, that is totally fair to criticize that part of the character, but um, there were a lot of, like... But he's a chauvinistic pig and whatever. And I was like, but he, oh, wait. but they all were. Yeah, they all were in the for, in like the golden age. That that's the problem. It's just not like I can understand you saying that, but not in a vacuum. Like he's the only one, right? Because if you say that about Wildcat, you have to say the same about the same about Batman. Yes, but God forbid someone says something bad about Batman. I mean, I love Batman, but I will say something about him when I see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, but you know what? That's actually a really interesting um, link for us because the same creator of Batman, well, the co-creator of Batman, Bill Finger, also created Wildcat. So, like, yes. there's a natural comparison to be made there with their and origins, I, at least. Yes, and I think it had a lot to do with when they were created and, like, the ideals they were supposed to be transmitting to the people who were more likely reading back in the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, I don't imagine, like, I I imagine women have always read comics. I've always read comics, but it wasn't as easy before. Yeah, and, like, okay, so if we look at Wildcat's, like, first appearance, right, Sensation yeah. Comics, if you go and look at the actual Sensation comics from back then, so you're not just, like, taking Wildcat just on its own, like, you're looking at the whole, like, what book he appeared in, it was headlined by a Wonder Woman comic. Yeah. Like, that was the star of that comic. So it's not like women weren't going to be interested in that, right? Like, yeah. women had to, even though it may not have been as popular for women, there was certainly a draw for women there. Yeah, I I, th- I just think the realities of the time, women maybe didn't have their own money as much. Like, it just, it makes sense in the reality, but that doesn't mean that, I mean, now we can look back and be like, yeah, all the characters, all the male characters from that time 
Mm-hmm. We're a little questionable at times, um, but I don't think you can sort of say only this character was questionable and bring that to what the character is mm-hmm. now and then leave it out of other characters. Oh yeah, they were all they were all questionable back then. It, we, but it's not fair to judge something from the past to the present standards. Yeah. Though we kind of have to look at it in a context and like the other comics that were in Sensation Comics back then, there are a bunch of heroes in there that we don't see anymore. Like there was a Black Pirate comic. Do do we hear from Black Pirate anymore? No. no not really. So there there are a lot of differences that we have to consider, especially based on the historical context, for sure. Yeah. And it was Sensation Comics was in 42. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the middle of the war, too. It's like a different vibe. Um, oh, yeah. And, and it's almost impossible to find. Like, I wanted it. Um, I've tried to get it a few times. Like, the actual comics is like, mm-hmm. ah, what a joke. Um, yeah, do you have to, like, buy the Wonder Woman comics then? Yes. I would imagine the Wonder Woman ones are easy to find. Yes. Um, but, but but Sensation Comics number one, like, if you want to get it in print, mm-hmm. um, even a reprint, it's like it's. I've tried it, and it's yeah. impossible. So, like, honestly, and probably if I could get it, it would be way more than I'm willing to pay. Like, I don't want to go into a collector's, um, like, that's not it. I just wanted <laughs> to have it. Um, because there's something about having the actual print um, that we millennials still kind of appreciate, and maybe newer generations don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when we say millennials, we mean, like, actual millennials, because we're, like, in our 30s now as yeah. millennials, so that's who we're talking about, not, like, the Gen- children of today. Which are, I think, Gen Z. Right. And that's yeah. completely different. Like, yeah, don't compare me to the Gen Z generation, please. Well, also, they just have a different relationship with prints, I imagine, too, because we still, when we were kids, we still had, like, a really, uh, we still relied on print a lot. And we so appreciate it. connection, yeah, exactly. No, no, I, I, like, it happens to me with all kinds of books. I still, like, I can read on, I can even read on my phone, but I, when I really like a book, I like to have it. Yeah, um, same. Um, I don't know if that's true for the younger generation, but if you want to get Sensation Comics number one, well, good luck with that, because that's just really hard. Also, you, like, wouldn't want to touch it, because if it's from the 40s, it would be so delicate, and the yeah. oils on your fingers would just destroy it. <laughs> You're probably better off, like, just finding online or, just, like, yeah, you just forget about Sensation Comics number one. Just believe yeah. us, um, that was the first appearance of Wildcat. Um, but it wasn't... Um, really when the character got developed and anything it's just we always start telling you where the character was created yeah the origin story for him i think kind of stayed the same from sensation comics to like other retellings of his origins because it's basically like he gets into boxing at a young age at the urging of his father yeah and then he fights his mentor but because of the like corruption in boxing like someone stuck a needle in his glove or something yeah. and then he ends up killing his mentor so he's 
framed for murder. And that's why he takes on the, like, costume vigilante to, like, find out what's happening in regards to his own case. And I think, like, the really interesting part with his origin, too, is that he was inspired by Green Lantern. Like, yeah. in the actual comic, there's a kid who's reading a Green Lantern comic. And it's like, oh, like, I like how he puts on a costume. Like, he gets, like, inspiration from this kid to costume up and put his innocence. Yeah, and I I don't know. I I like the whole part of um him just trying to clear his name and the whole um I also like the boxing part. Um mm-hmm. there's a lot of that. Every time they sort of bring him back, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of boxing and we talked about how we both enjoyed boxing. So yes. It's part of what I appreciated um and I I do think they they given more time than other characters get into, like, the origin mm-hmm. in general. And for me, I think, like, the the mindset that Wildcat has when it comes to when he's in the ring versus when he's, like, fighting in the streets, I feel like it's pretty authentic to the mindset you have to have when you're fighting, at least from my, like, obviously, well, maybe you guys don't know this. I don't put on a costume at night and go fight crime. Like, I don't do that. <laughs> but I, I have done boxing. I have done some, like, sparring. And you really do have to be in a very specific place where you have to be comfortable with being aggressive and really leaning into something that you might be scared of. Yeah. And I think the creators, for the most part, you know, are pretty authentic to that. I don't know if Phil Finger or any of the following creators and authors for Wildcat really did research on it, but it always has felt pretty authentic to me. What do you think, Lizzie? I agree. Uh, I think that that is one of the things that has felt more real about him, the mindset, um, and that you can sort of see that, that his training, um, that he carries his training with him, and then you can also, we know, uh, that in canon he has trained a lot of superheroes, mm-hmm. so that that sort of carries forward to other generations of because the Wildcat is um, not very young, and, and that mm-hmm. that has to do with another part they they sort of changed up a little bit, or maybe he was keeping a secret very well for many years about the fact that he had nine lives. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Nine lives in a weird way, not like nine lives in general, but like like nine lives that regenerate. And he never loses the nine lives unless you somehow would manage to kill him nine times in a row. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, he, it's very uh, Doctor Who logic in a way. Yes, it's basically they don't want the character to die, so let's make it as hard as possible for to anyone kill him. to kill this character. Um, so they because I I. I, I think the original idea was nine lives. And then they were like, but nine lives and um, this is uh-huh. comics. So we're just going to change the nine lives bid and make it so the li- nine lives sort of regenerate. And he always yeah. has nine lives, which makes absolutely no sense. But this is comics. So, like, mm-hmm. you just shrug and go with it. Well, it's like, it's not just nine lives. It's also, okay, you get nine lives, but also you're not really going to age at all. Yeah. So that's a nice pairing, because how good are nine lives going to be if you're, like, freaking old? 
<laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You can't yeah, do you, anything. <laughs> you get the best of it. And like, yeah. I I always love that in movies or in comics. Every time you get um, powers like this, you always stop aging. Like I read the right age when you look your best. You never mm-hmm. stop aging when you're like a teenager and gangly and ugly. No, no, no. Yeah. You stop aging when you're like twenty five. Yes. Yeah. If only. If only, yes. If only we were so lucky. Um, but yeah, so Wildcat is a very good fighter to begin with and a very hard character to kill. Um, mm-hmm. So, and he's trained a lot of the superheroes you know. Um, in canon, in the comics, he trained Black Canary. Mm-hmm. Um, he trained, um, well, he trained Batman. At, mm-hmm. at one point, yeah. So um, you gotta you gotta think of him as um, the trainer, and you gotta think of him as a fighter. But if we go back to the mentality we were talking about, that all goes back to the way he approaches a fight and the way he approaches everything, which go back to his earlier training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there's a reason why we don't. We don't have a lot of, like, very well-known heavyweight champions. Yeah. But when you But when you do succeed in boxing that way as a heavyweight champion, then you become a household name. Like, it's really hard to make a name for yourself in fighting to where everyone knows who you are. And he managed to do that in his origin story. Yeah. And, and also... That really special... Yeah, and also, like, you also have the reality that even um, any fighters, like, even if you become famous, like, your shelf life is not that long. Mm-hmm. Like, like, if you don't have the powers Wildcat has, like, how long can you consistently stay at the top? Mm-hmm, yeah. It, it's like you have a few years there, and that's it. And then Wildcat has gotten to like be the character he is and train Catwoman and Black Canary and Batman um, because well, of the nine lives and the fact that he doesn't age and he has in the in the newer comics become sort of a mentor for some of these characters because mm-hmm. he's older even though he doesn't look it um, and he's also had a romance with Catwoman um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that Sorry, will get... I didn't mean to interrupt you. I didn't mean to derail you, but, like, that was, that's, like, one of my things. <laughs> yes, I, I actually, it was one of those things that I didn't think I was going to enjoy as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, go. What you were saying about him training other characters, it, remind, it reminds me of how, like, that's actually pretty based in reality, too, because when you're a fighter, like, when you're a professional fighter, that becomes your entire life, right? So even though the shelf life of a fighter isn't very long or depending on, like, what happens if you get severely injured, depends. But usually they stay in the fighting world. When they're done fighting, they transition to becoming a coach. You know, like, that happens so very often with boxing champions, so the, that sort of arc for Wildcat makes 100% sense. And I am here for following his journey from him being a fighter to him being a mentor. There's a lot 
that you can like delve into and get really interesting stories from different points in his life. And that's why like it's so exciting that he's a character on this show that we'll get to see glimpses of that hopefully throughout. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought about it like that, but you're right. Uh, people just stay in it, especially if you love it. Um, and I, I, I have really enjoyed in the comics. Um, and we're going to get into how they can translate that to the show in a bit. But I have really enjoyed in the comics the relationships he has developed with the people that he sort of trained. Um, mm-hmm. and, and how the comics have, like, in the end... Again, because he doesn't look like he's 80-something, but, I mean, he is. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, and he's got magical powers and, like, it's not exercise and diet, Um, I mean, since the 40s. So, um, but in a way, even the romance with Catwoman, um, and, and, and the comics do these things that you would think in real life would be questionable because there is an age difference. But like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you gonna do? Sorry, <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> sidebar, sidebar. We got yelled at by our producer for having so many feelings that we uh, used words. So our apologies. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but what are you? A lot of feelings. Yes, um, especially about Wildcat, as you can see. No. But like I don't I don't know how you can even get him into any relationship with anyone resembling his age. Like there's no way yeah. he can't uh-huh. date an eighty year old, so Exactly. And also like because he has so much life experience, it is hard for him to find someone on his level. You yeah. know? It's kinda like the like uh oh, you know how like the Arwen and Aragorn problem in Lord of the Rings, how like she's always going to outlive him there's yeah. something similar to that where like how can he really like let himself be vulnerable and completely like wrapped up in a relationship if he knows that this person is likely going to leave him down the line yeah you know? yeah but that that would i mean you gotta get involved with another superhero and then you're gonna be like okay tell me your superpowers here to see yeah. if this is gonna work out it's like yeah. superhero tinder yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, I mean, so I I just want to touch on that because I know people are like, but this is problematic, the age difference, and I just I I just don't see how you can in a in, when you're talking about a character like Wildcat, I, I just don't see what you can do. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So. What else can you do? Like the other uh, the other JSA members. I think it's only Flash who's married, right? Yeah. Yeah, and she's, like, of a similar age to him. But I don't remember when they met. I'm not a huge Flash person, I'm not going to lie to you. So I don't know what the actual age difference is there. But she's around in the present as you're reading JSA comics, right? Yeah, and, like, the the age difference, I'm not a big Flash person either, uh, but, okay. like, the age difference isn't something that people would be talking about, I don't think. So, yeah. it's it's just uh, Wildcat, and since I went on a spiral of Wildcat online, and I found mm-hmm. a lot of complaints, and you're like, but, like, your complaints do not make sense, I'm sorry. 
Cause you, oh my gosh, I'm no so way. glad I didn't do that, or else I'd be in a completely different headspace right now. I'd probably be yelling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I try to not get deep into anything. I just, like, w- read the complaints, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to move on, because I don't agree, I don't agree, and bye. Okay. Um, which is probably the best advice we can give you about things you don't agree with in general. Just move on. Just, yeah, exactly. Go take a walk and move on. Yeah, I just I just basically did it so I could talk about it here, and then after we record this this podcast, I'm just gonna forget about it because I'm not trying to convince anyone of anything. Yeah, and you know what? It's the weekend for us right now, so we don't have time to be all in those negative feelings. Yes, that is our weekend. Exactly, and maybe go box. Who knows? Yes, (laughs) and enjoy talking about a character we both really like. Um, I know it's so interesting that you and I. Like, from the very first episode that we recorded, we were just, like, trying to get to know each other, where, like, we were like, oh, my gosh, I love Wildcat. You love Wildcat? Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, so, it's so rare to find someone who likes more of, like, a... Because, okay, you go to any Comic-Con, right? Like, you're automatically going to find someone who loves Batman the same way as you. Like, that's yeah. a given. But finding someone who loves Wildcat the same way as you is... Quite Super weird. weird. Yes, I think that's yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> and it's a part of of us doing this podcast that podcast that feels a little bit like fate. Like we were meant to be here. I know. Um, telling you things about Star Girl, but we can't because we don't have enough info. So yes. So instead, we talk about Wildcat. Yes, that's exactly oh, what yeah. we're gonna do. Um, uh-huh. And we can also talk a little bit about our favorite. Um, wildcat art in the comics before mm-hmm. we go into what we want to see from him on the show yeah uh do you want me to go first do you want to go first no you go first okay so i mean there's 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 a nice sampling of wildcat like a significant wildcat story arcs that you can choose from because he has been around for so long but I am going to stump for JSA Classified. So there's an arc towards the end of the JSA Classified run. It's issues uh, 35 through 39. And it's where Ted's having a bit of a crisis, right? Because he's older at this point. You know, he's he's a part of the modern JSA with Stargirl. But he has this conversation with Alan where Alan's like, hey, you know, you're kind of more of a mentory guy now. Do you really need the costume? And Ted's like, oh, do I, like, really need this costume? Because he doesn't really know if there's a place for him in crime fighting anymore. So he goes to Gotham, and that's my shit right there, because I love Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> and the combination. Like, yeah. Uh, not the show. I don't watch the Gotham show. I tried, and it just didn't work no, out no, for me. No, no, me either. I, I think the yeah. show's over. Oh, is it? See, I don't even know. But I love it when stories take place in Gotham, especially with other characters who aren't native to Gotham. Like, Gotham is such an interesting setting with their villains and their vibe is just, like, perfect. So apparently Ted had a boxing gym there, and he decides to go to Gotham, right? But this gym has basically been gutted of everything that was his, with the exception of the name of the gym. So he goes in, he's like, gonna spar with these kids but then he gets like beat up outside and then that's when selena kyle finds him and then when that happened i like fist pumped there and i was like yeah selena kyle because she's like my favorite 
Batman villain. So this is really like a culmination of everything that I love in one arc, right? So the gist of the rest of the story is um, Wildcat finds out that these fighters are stealing techniques from the brains of former champions. Like they kind of like lobotomize the knowledge out of them. So that's why these fighters are so hard to fight. And they end up taking um, Wildcats as well, except Wildcat does survive, obviously. So the big battle requires Ted to have an awareness of his own weaknesses, weaknesses. And I think that that's just so very, like, meaningful. And it shows his growth as a character because he has to acknowledge what has made him weak. And that's hard for people to do in general. But, like, when you have pride, in your fighting prowess in that way that had to have been like really uncomfortable for him to consider but he does it he uses techniques of fighters um, that could have beaten him or had beaten him to beat these fighters who are using his own techniques against him and I just really enjoyed that entire story it was fantastic I highly suggest it I think in general and I'm going to get specific, um, but um, I think in general, um, I enjoyed most times he is on the pages with uh, Selena Kyle as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I do think the comics have done a really good job of playing them off each other. I think it works really, really well in general. And, mm-hmm. and that is one of those things where you think you have, we haven't really seen um, Wildcat in anything but the comics. So that is not a, a mainstream relationship by any stretch of the imagination. People just mm-hmm. don't know them together. Um, and and it's a shame because they it's a really interesting dynamic in the comics. Yeah, um, yeah. Their personalities, um, just like I, I think she's a worthy verbal sparring partner for him because she doesn't take any crap. You know what I mean? Yes. And she will put him through the paces. And I don't think he, maybe that's why people think he's chauvinistic because he has to be like put in his place in that way. But I, I celebrate that dynamic. I don't know. I, I, I think she, I think when, when you're like trying to consider that, you have to see if like if the characters just, because she gives as good as she gets. I mean, it's not, in any way one-sided. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So people just, like, got to look at it. Um, and they, the comics treat them as equals, I think. That's, yeah, and that's what I think as well. So, yeah, you kind of broke my brain with telling me that Wildcat was divisive, and now I feel like I have to defend him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I was a little <laughs> angry, um, especially because, I mean, I think... If you go online in the right places, every character in the world will be divisive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, it felt weird to me to see that he was divisive because he was considered misogynist and like a pig at times. So like, but like that, that's from the writing where everyone was. Yeah. And they have through the years added so many different layers to him, especially with the different interactions we've, he's had with other characters of his time and in the present. So, yeah, I do think in some, uh, you know, obviously in many cases when you call a character a misogynist, the character is just a misogynist. 
Yeah. I think this is a case of like this is a character whose roots may be more rooted in misogyny, but I think we've grown him out of that. Even I've... though there is a lot of traditional masculinity in him being a boxer and a fighter and him being very physical, I still think he's grown out of that for the most part, especially by the time he hits JSA. Yeah, because I just think the writing in general has grown out of it in many ways. So it has happened to all characters who were maybe written one way in the 40s. And just in general, like, I know know we're not where we need to be, uh, but, like, from the 40s, a lot of change. Yeah. Do you remember? Oh, my gosh. Sidebar about the 40s. Do you remember his sidekick in the 40s? I don't know. So he had, he had this sidekick who was, his name was Detective Skinner, I think. Oh, yes. Yes. Who's like super skinny and awkward and gangly, but also combined with like the biggest redneck vocabulary I've ever read. It was like, that was so problematic for me. There was so much that was insulting about it. It's like, yeah, where do I start? I know. It was very, like, I don't know if you ever watched I Love Lucy, but he was exactly like a Cousin Ernie stereotype. Just such a redneck. It was terrible. But, like, they're not going to do that now, you know? Like, that was that was uh, indicative of the times we're in. Like, that was considered funny. Yes, completely. And, well, I mean, just we're glad things have changed. Yeah. Uh, So that was my favorite. That was kind of a tangent that we went on. But Lizzie, I'd like to hear your favorite. Tell me a story. (laughs) I mean, I I wanted to say JSA 10 because that is, I think, the only real spotlight issue he gets. Um, He's just by himself in in HQ um, while the rest of the team is I don't know where off on an adventure and um and everyone pops up for a visit like the entire injustice society and he has to oh, fight I remember this one. Everyone. Yeah. yes he has to fight everyone johnny yeah. sorrow john vertigo icicle golden was the new tigress every like everyone um and he just kicks everyone's ass like it's like <laughs> like that is 100 percent the wild guy i love yeah and, like, doesn't it's, he like, go the, like room to room like he, like in each room there's a different one <laughs> yeah and he just like and and i know it's not like really like a deep character arc but it's so him and so mm-hmm. much of the fighter or of what i love about him so i don't i don't know i just i think i I like the whole Batman um, team up and Batman Wildcat, like uh-huh. things one to three as well, because that that has to do with um, an underground fighting ring and and he teams up with Batman, which is kind of cool. But um, I like um, I like just him beating up everyone more. Yeah, and uh, I think you're right when it comes to the JSA proper comics he doesn't get a lot of attention right like i feel like we get more attention in that 
run of like Hawkman. There's a lot of like Our Man and Doctor Fate stuff, but I feel like with Wildcat, there's not a lot of issues devoted to an arc of his character. Yeah, and and now that we are talking about it, um, I think we could like in the show because I mean I think there's a lot of him as a fighter, and when it comes to the origin stories, um, the the comics tells us the origin story again and again, and there's a lot about that. But mm-hmm. there's very not. I don't think there's that much about like character arcs that have to do with like his feelings or his development of his character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other outside, see, that's why I'm such a stand for the JSA classified comics because you go into like each character and get like an interesting glimpse into something that we didn't get in the other JSA comics. So if you're interested in those types of stories head to that comic book run because I think yeah. that'll be like more of what you're looking for but yeah as far as like when we're talking about how to make Wildcat relevant to 2019 um, I think that if we focus on him being more of like the uncle slash mentor figure there'd be a lot to play with there like with combined with flashbacks to maybe his like glory days of being a fighter I think that'd be fun for him to play off of Courtney in that way. I I really don't think there's another way to do it, especially considering how old he's supposed to be um, and that it does not make sense to introduce him to Courtney in any other capacity. But the guy who's playing him, how old is he? So we know he's being played by Brian Staff, who was on The Walking Dead. But how old is this guy? But he's like 40. The, The actor is like 40. So oh, yeah, he's like forty. So are they going to age him up? Are they going to keep him looking forty? Um, it that would be interesting to see what they do with him. I mean, I imagine they're like he doesn't really age, so they can just keep him looking forty and even say he's eighty. <laughs> so, um, but I, I I would like. I mean, I think we are all in agreement that Sargo is going to be like the sort of family feels show at least at the beginning, and I would like to see a mentor relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Or something going on there, um, especially at the beginning, um, because we know it's not going to start as well for Courtney and Pat. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how all those dynamics end up playing out. Yeah, because we saw him in Arrow, the Arrow show. He was training yeah. Laurel. Yeah, he was. But, that, I mean, that didn't really lead anywhere for him, though. But there is a precedent set in television of him being a trainer. So we can certainly get more of that. Um, I don't I don't see what else. Like, I because this is not a show about Wildcat. It's a show about Stargirl. Right. I don't think they can or they're going to want to spend much time. Like, we're not going to get, like, his romance. Um, we're not going to get probably any arc that we get that is about him will be about his relationship with Courtney and how that can translate. So it's all got to be probably about, like, she's going to need a mentor. She's going to mm-hmm. need, like, especially if she's not getting along with Pat at the beginning. Yeah. And I, I don't anticipate she'll be getting along with Pat at the beginning. She's going to need a mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> as much as I'm... I'm rooting for Selena Kyle to show up somehow, 
that's probably not going to happen. And yeah, his arc is probably going to have to be focused on how he is in relationship to Courtney. And as he talks about, as he talks to her about like, whenever he gives her advice and stuff, I think that that would be an interesting time for them to like put in flashbacks of him uh, when he was crime fighting on his own. And I think that would be the only way for us to get him in his like glory days. Ooh, I like that. I mean, yeah. I I love the character so much that what I would love is for the character to do so well that they're like, we just have to give you a wildcat series. Um, oh I would gosh, absolutely can you not mind even that. imagine. I, I would, would absolutely not. Yes, um, I would not handle that well. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, what I really want is for the character to do really well, and I do think that if we are supposed to see everything to Corny's eyes, um, it'll be important for them to establish a relationship between him and Courtney that makes us, like, people fall in love with all kinds of relationships. They don't have to be romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, 90% of the people crying about um, Avengers Endgame are crying about Peter Parker and Tony Stark. So, like, people <laughs> want other kinds of relationships um, featured um, mm-hmm. in entertainment and, like, given their dues so like i think this could be really powerful and then you could also use it to contrast her relationship with pat yes 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 so you just made me so excited with that i know and that would be so interesting and then pat like versus wildcat and i'm not saying yeah and pat can be jealous over like wildcat's connections or oh my gosh yes and and that (laughs) would be a really fun thing to play out i think Put us in the writer's room. Yes, we have, we have the best ideas. The best ideas. Uh, yeah, because, okay, Stargirl is obviously, like, the star, the new hero. But I think they're also going to bring in, like, maybe one or two other new heroes, no? Like, why would it just be her who's the new one? Because usually it's not in a vacuum, right? Usually they bring on new heroes in batches. So I think it'd be interesting if he's, like, the mentor for them, but, like, connects the most with Courtney. Because new heroes always need that, like, practical experience advice because that's what they lack, right? Like, yeah, they may have these powers, but they don't have the actual experience. So Wildcat can be in charge of training these new heroes with how yeah. to fight without relying on your powers. Yeah. And I think, like, because that's super common, right, in comics yeah. and in comic movies comic tv shows like you can't just rely on your powers you have to be able to stand on your own and fight yeah and and all the superheroes are like bad at at first at least they're all bad at like hand-to-hand combat and shit and that's what he excels at Mm -hmm. yeah so that's basically just what i want from the show like same i don't like we agree um, and then, like, if I, I almost love this idea so much that if they don't give it to me, I'm going to be sad. <laughs> so. now, because we have nothing to, like, base our speculation off of. We're just creating our dream Stargirl show. Yes. In the so, moment. And now our dream Stargirl show is the show we want. I know. So, so like, we're going to be disappointed if it doesn't end up being our dream. <laughs> um, but, yes, we just really like Wildcat and we think there's a lot to be done with the character and um, we hope the character does well enough that at some point we can see him as more than the guy who showed up on Arrow to do nothing good for like a few episodes. 
Yeah, and I think, like, it's so interesting that Batman's kind of, like, a similar character to him, and Batman has always been so prominent in pop culture, yet Wildcat hasn't really had that same opportunity. I agree. And, right? And it's sad, and we love Wildcat, and he's a really interesting character, and I think people, um, if they got to see for example because people fall in love with relationships his relationship with selena kyle would really mm-hmm. like that would really mm-hmm. enjoy the push and pull and we just there's so much of the comics that hasn't been adapted and then they keep adapting the same thing and it's time for a change yeah 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 definitely there's so there is so much source material that there's no reason to keep adapting the same characters the same stories like if i have to see another dark phoenix <laughs> Oh my God! And this, oh, let's not even get me started. We're not gonna. We're not. Let's not go. Let's no, not let's, go let's down. Not, let's it not go good. down. It may be good. It we may be good. Yeah. Anything until we see it. But yeah. you know, there is something to say about like if you look at the entire pantheon of X Men comics throughout the decades, there is plenty of there are plenty of characters and plenty of arcs to adapt. Is yeah. what I'm saying. That's what we can I, 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 I agree. We're just gonna leave it like that. Leave and, it there. And I think we're probably going to leave it like that for the podcast. Um, because believe it or not, we've been here for like, last time we had such a hard time <laughs> finding things to say about our very favorite villains, uh, Sportsmaster yeah. and Dragon King. And now we've been here uh, for 45 minutes like nothing. Um, but this is still all speculation. Um, and... We, we just want real news so we can give you even smarter thoughts. Exactly. But until then, you can visit stargirlpodcast.com for all the latest news that we find. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stargirl Podcast as well. And you can subscribe to Stargirl Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Uh, we'll be coming to Google Play eventually. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and hit us up with some five-star reviews. You know, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Yes. And don't forget that we're part of the DCTV Podcast Network with podcasts for basically all DCTV shows. And you can follow us at dctvpodcast.com. And you can also follow the network on social media at DCTV Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Also, DCTV Podcast has its own tea public store. So if you're interested in DCTV-related merchandise, you can click on the link in the show notes and get some awesome gear. Um, and if you do that, it will help us support the, net- the network uh, so we can continue to make these podcasts. And finally, if you have any questions, thoughts, about Stargirl, uh, you can also email us at stargirlpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to get your thoughts, and if we do get them, we'll be reading them on a future podcast. See you later. Bye.